thank you, Rachel, for reading that and demonstrating the power of magnification to make your voice known and heard. And happy Advent, everybody. Week four, our theme word today is love, and I have two words for you, magnify and wow. Those are the words for today. So scripture reading was Mary's Magnificat. That is a Latin word that simply means magnify. And that's how Mary began her little speech right after she found out that she was going to be the mother of Jesus, the Messiah. And she says these words, um, I magnify the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord. And it's amazing because here's this young girl saying this profound thing. And it's amazing because she had to be steeped in the scriptures. She had to be steeped in the traditions of the Jewish faith to say these words because most of what she says is a quote from the Old Testament somewhere. You know, some psalms are quoted, some words of Hannah are quoted because Hannah was also a mother who had a miracle baby that God brought into this world to be the prophet Samuel. So she had all these words in her to now magnify the Lord with. So Mary begins simply by saying, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. So magnify. Magnification, if you think about what magnification is, is the increase or decrease of the size of an image produced by an optical system. And that optical system increases or decreases the size of what we see from what it is to what we now can see. And if you think about that idea of magnify, Mary says, I magnify, my soul magnifies the Lord. What's happening is she's saying, look, here's my soul, who I am, and God is coming at me and bringing this divine light into my life, this message of what will happen. And she receives that, and then her soul magnifies it. It changes it and increases it. It makes it bigger for her to be able to see, and then for others to be able to see, to magnify God for others to see as well. So this is how Mary says it, my soul magnifies the Lord. So when you think about magnification, and you think about just even the recent years where it's probably an economic issue, but books have been printed with much smaller font, and newspapers might be the worst, their font has become so small that the words, they're so blurry and illegible. And in recent years, they've done this, and as a result, magnification is required. Reading glasses, right? What, is re what do reading glasses do? They go from blurry to clear. And it's a beautiful image of how our soul magnifies the Lord. It's something about what our soul does that takes in God, but magnifies it from a blurriness into a clearness. Now, nothing changed about God. It's what my soul was able to magnify so I could see. Or you think about another magnification, a telescope. 
Perhaps lately you've been using your telescope to look out into the heavens to see the stars, the planets. And what does a telescope do as an optical system? It takes this gigantic thing. I mean, you think about how big the moon is. And when we look at it, you know, it's about the size of your thumb. But in reality, it's like gigantic. But what the telescope does is it brings what's far away near. So you can see it in more detail. That optical system changes it. And that's the same beautiful image for what our soul does with God. I mean, here's God, this vast, huge, infinite being. So big. And our soul magnifies what God sends in so that we can begin to take in God. I mean, we never get to take in all of God, but we can begin to take in the infinite God. It's a beautiful image of magnification, taking something far and bringing it near. Another opposite direction is the microscope. Perhaps you were like me going to a very country school. We went outside to the little creek and we scooped up some water and we had the little sample of water from the stream and it looked pretty clear and good. I mean, it was fine, right? You could drink it until you put it on that little glass piece, you know, remember this? And then you put another thing on top of it and put it in the microscope and you look in there and what is in there? A whole bunch of wiggly jiggly things (laughs) that you don't want to drink. It's amazing. It just looks like water. It looks clear. But when the microscope is turned on, it magnifies the seemingly invisible into something visible. You can see it and experience it. And in this same way, it's this beautiful example of how our soul magnifies God. That God is sending his divine light and life into our world, but we don't always see it. It's sometimes invisible to us until our soul is directed toward that and it comes in and it's magnified so we can see the invisible work of God happening here on this earth. So a magnify, microscope is like our soul making what's invisible visible. Now, I would also be remiss to leave out for my 10-year-old son the last use of a magnifying glass. And you know what happens when you take a magnifying glass and direct the sunlight into it. The heat of the sun gets directed to a single point and starts a fire. That's pretty amazing. And you think about Mary. In this moment, this message is coming to her, this divine light and information is coming in, and her soul is magnifying it so she can take it in and even understand what it means. But then... It's directed into her life, and it starts a fire within her that warms her and encourages her. And she then wants to shout out, my soul magnifies the Lord. So our souls are an optical system to see God. You know, our souls are the thing that take in the blurry things of God that are all around us all the time. And make it clear. Our souls are like the telescope that takes in this infinitely huge God so that we can understand and grasp something about God and see God. And like that microscope, 
our souls are the optical system that God's divine light is coming in, and now it's being made visible to us. What we could not see before, we can now see because our soul is taking that in. So when Mary is visited by the angel Gabriel in this crazy message, you will be the mother of the Messiah. Mary was already prepared in her practices of faith to bring in that message, that divine light, and then to magnify it. Here's what Mary says in response to Gabriel. Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Mary says yes. Here's this message of you can be the, the mother of the Messiah. And she says, yes, okay. And in that, her soul is taking in God and magnifying it for herself to understand and to help make God bigger for everyone else to understand. I mean, Mary had a very unique job in that she was literally taking the infinite God who is leaving heaven and the glories of heaven and coming down to be a finite person. I mean, Mary was this person who was going to bear the baby who was taking the invisible God that we don't see and making him visible in a person. Mary was doing this amazing thing of the abstract spiritual nature of God becoming a human being who would hug and laugh and joke. Mary was magnifying God, making God bigger so the whole world could see. Second word, simply wow. Mary teaches us how to say wow. In this encounter with God, she receives from God, and then she magnifies it for everyone else to experience and see. But I wonder for you and I, how do we encounter God, have an experience of God, and then magnify it? How do we do that? I mean, we don't maybe have visitations from angels, but perhaps there are these moments where we encounter God, and God is like divine light illuminating your life, and it gets into your soul and is now made clear that God is here. God sees you and knows you and loves you, and it's like a light being turned on. You remember that first encounter for yourself with God? It was like the light was turned on. Or maybe you can think about something even in this past year where you're like, God was with me. I had an encounter. I experienced God. My soul brought in this information that God loves me and cares for me, knows me, and it was magnified into reality, to a felt presence of God in my life. You know, how has God encouraged you or given you strength in a difficult thing or brought you along in a certain way? We each get to encounter God, and our soul receives that and magnifies it for ourselves and magnifies it for others to experience as well. And since we are a church, next week we are doing one service at 1030, and we're going to invite you to come up here and share something of your wow 
of what God has done in your life in 2021. So prepare yourself for that 30-second bit next week. And in typical Tim fashion, I might even call people out unless you volunteer. But that's next week. Just to see the wow of our own lives. Let's do a little wow activity. I'm going to say a statement about God, a truth, something that is about God and who God is and in this world. And I will say that, and then I will put my arms like out, out like this, and I invite you to say wow. Just to practice. Ready? One, two, three. Wow. Oh, very good. Thank you. Thank you for participating. It's just a little wow activity to get a little wow in our lives. So God, creator and sustainer of the universe, is here present with us now. God left the glories of heaven to come as a vulnerable baby to be like us. God experienced the yuck of this life. He experienced the death of a parent. He experienced hunger. He experienced fear. You know, we have this great song, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? And then we have these things that seem so cliche because they get so used. But John records that Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Wow, right? There's something about these are the truths of God, that God is all around us, and we can receive that into our soul and then our soul can magnify that to a place of saying, wow. You know, we just did an activity of wow just to warm you up. But how do you say wow when you encounter God? You know, is there a wow in your life where you have just fallen on your knees and you said, wow, in a reverent way? Or maybe you think about a different time when you had an exuberant wow. And you had to, like, jump in the air and fist pump and say, wow. Or maybe you had the immune wow. And the immune wow goes more like this. Wow. Whatever. Heard that before. And you're just immune. You know, this immunity, it kind of comes naturally. Because when our soul is focused on something, it magnifies it. So whatever you focus your soul on, you magnify in your life. And so if you're focusing on something other than God, your soul will magnify that. And so then you can get a little immune to God, like, wow, my new car is way more exciting than these things about God. And that makes sense. That's just naturally how it happens. You know, it's also that our souls the lens, the optical system of our soul can get dirty or grimy. And the light of God has a hard time getting through to say, wow, 
And instead, we're like, yeah, well, not very impressive. Well, to help illustrate these things, I've put a little science project together over here. Now, when you think about your soul and think about it as a lens, you have to think about, this is my Christmas baking apron. You think about your soul as a lens to magnify. Now, you're going to have to use your imagination that this is a lens. I know it's just a piece of plexiglass cut in a circle. But imagine this is the lens of your soul. And divine light comes through this and gets magnified for you to understand God more and for others to understand God more. But what happens sometimes when um, life is hard and just the way life is, you know, I've been thinking about what blocks the light. And I have a marker, and I think sometimes the labels that get put on us can just block the light. So just writing label. And you can fill in your own label for that. Of what people have said about you or about God, and now that it doesn't let the light through anymore. Right, so our lens gets blocked. You know, and in life, last week I said, you know, it's sometimes discouragement. It's like being dipped in discouragement, and then it leaves this film on you, and this film is hard to take off. And so sometimes your life gets dipped in a yucky circumstance, Ooh. and you can't see the light of God in your life anymore. And I don't know what discouragement is happening for you. And I don't know how people come along and like extra smear discouragement in your life or circumstances and just adds to the blockage of the divine light making its way through to you. But this is life, right? I mean, we can complain about it, but it just is that every day we go out into life and we get dipped Every day we come back out of it and we have to figure out what to do to let the light of God back in. And this is where it's impressive that Mary said yes to God. She had a hard life. It was rough. It was yucky. But she somehow kept the lens of her soul clean and open for the light of God to come in. So what do you do when you have a dirty lens, optical system, soul. Well, I think one thing you do is you get some blue water. And in thinking about Advent, we rehearse these words like hope, peace, joy, love. And we let the word of God and the encouragement of who God is begin to wash over us. Now, sometimes a little squirt here at church is not enough. You need a little more work, so you get your tools out, and you start working on it. you got to, like, scrub sometimes to get that off. Oh, but when you come to God, God says, okay, I'll clean you up. I'll make that clean again. I'll let that light shine through. 
And you know what? In life, just like this, I don't know if it ever gets perfectly clean again. There's always residue, and you can try, but it's hard. Ambulances and fire trucks happen. And the lens, it needs constant work on our part and on God's part to clean it so that the light can come in and it can be magnified in us to see God. And the light can come in and it can be magnified for others to see God as well. You know, we exist as a church for the whole purpose of cleaning soul optical systems. You know, each week you come for the purpose of wiping off the film and the residue, the hurts and the disappointments, the discouragement, and letting the light shine in a little. I mean, hopefully it happens in the songs that we sing, that we hear these words from God about God, and we're like bringing them in, and it's wiping off the lens of our soul. Or you're hearing somebody talk, and in the preach, they're just encouraging you to take your eyes off the things of this world that are wrong and put your eyes on God and look at God to see all that's right with him. You know, the activities of church are purely designed to wash your soul. I mean, even in our admittedly silly illustrations of bricks and bagels and blue water, what happens when you serve? When you put yourself in a way to serve others or to serve God, you're, you're letting God clean off the lens of your soul. You know, Anne did a outing to the Denver Rescue Mission a few weeks ago. And I love what one person said about, I really needed to be here. I needed to be here to get out of my home office where I never leave and to serve somebody else and to see other people. And by doing that activity, cleaning off some of the film and residue on my soul. You know, or giving money. You know, I'm fascinated by this time of year where everybody's raising money, right? I mean, the radio station needs money to stay on the radio. And that's how it works, and that's great. And we are an organization that needs money to function. But also as a church, it's not about us needing money, and it's more about you needing to give money to let God open up in your life. For God to say, you know, money doesn't have control over you. I take care of you. And when you do that, there's a little bit of cleaning the lens of your soul that happens. So, here we are approaching Christmas Eve, where we have been hopefully washing off the residue of this whole past year to come and approach Jesus coming as a baby, for God to come among us. And we remember that. We also are looking forward to Jesus will come again. And someday when he comes again, we want to be ready. We want to be able to see with our clear soul lens when he comes. So we prepare for that as well. Well, in closing today, I have a, a body prayer that you've perhaps seen before here, but I'd like to simply close with this body prayer. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to stand up and do this with me. 
But what the prayer is, is simply this. It begins by bending over and letting whatever go. Whatever's on your mind, the hurts, the pains, the things that have discouragement that have created a film on you, letting it go. And then we put our arms up and are a big filter for God to pour into us his hope, his peace, his joy, and his love, and to fill us up. And recently, I've liked to have added that my hands then go like this so that it fills the top and then pours out, and it's full. And then give ourselves a little hug, and we say, thank you, God, this is for me. And we take all that in, that God knows your name, God knows the number of hairs on your head right this moment. God knows you, and it's for you. And then finally, with arms open wide, we spread all that hope and peace and joy and love around us. It's like the magnifying glass that God is cleaning the optical system of our soul so that we can receive from him and we take it in for ourselves to know God and then for others have the magnified view of seeing God as well. So if you would, please stand with me. You might as well stand with me, even if it's just a stretching act exercise. But we begin simply by letting it go and dropping whatever needs to be set down and emptying it out and saying, God, this is yours. I don't want to hold this. And then we put our arms up (laughs) and we let God fill us up with hope, peace, joy, up to the top, then you give yourself a hug and you take it in because God wants it for you. He's giving it to you. And then with arms open wide, you let it all out and share with others and spread God's love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. You may be seated.